Welcome to Falun Gong News, direct from China and around the world, from the Minghui website. Topics include news about the persecution of Falun Gong in China, local events, and special items of interest. Now for this week's stories. United Kingdom, university students drawn to the energy of Falun Dafa. Falun Dafa practitioners held instructional activities in front of London's Queen Mary University Library on November 13th. Students and faculty members were educated about the ongoing persecution of Falun Dafa in China, and many signed a petition to end the forced organ harvesting that is happening. To Falun Dafa practitioners in China, many students expressed interest in finding out about the practice, and some people learned the exercises at the event. Student Manny Yaban watched practitioners for a long time. He noticed how peaceful they looked and asked, "Where can I learn to practice this? How much does it cost?" A practitioner handed him a flyer with information about Falun Dafa and explained that the practice is free of charge. He took off his jacket and did all four of the standing exercises on the spot. The student reported entering a state of tranquility and said his mind calmed down. He said he felt as if he were standing in an energy field surrounded by wonderful exercise music. A student from Germany. Dilna Yaniel took out her cell phone and looked up the Falun Dafa website as soon as she got a tooth clarification flyer. She was surprised to discover that Juan Falun, the main text of Falun Dafa, had been translated into more than forty languages, including German. The young woman said she admired the graceful exercise movements and asked if she could join in. She was impressed by the energy she felt when doing the exercises. Yaniel thanked practitioners for being there. A security guard told practitioners that she knew the Chinese Communist Party, also known as the CCP, persecuted Christians and other people who had religious beliefs. She said, "I believe that the CCP is capable of doing something like forced live organ harvesting." The security person asked for several tooth clarification flyers and said she would tell her friends and family about Falun Dafa. The woman also said she would sign the petition online. After receiving an informational flyer, student Yao Ventor asked where else she could learn the exercises. Practitioners invited her to attend a nearby group practice site. The young woman responded. I would feel honored to be able to learn an ancient and spiritual practice. Taiwan spectators inspired by Falun Gong parade and performances. Taiwanese practitioners of Falun Gong, also known as Falun Dafa, held an impressive event in the city of Yunlin on December fourth. The festivities included a parade and an exercise demonstration in which a group of practitioners were dressed in ancient Chinese costumes. The Tianguo Marching Band, made up of over 100 practitioners, along with a Dafa waist drum group, performed multiple times throughout the day. 
Wang Hanwei, director of the Huwei Meili Commercial Center, attended the day's activities. He shared that many of his friends who practice Falun Dafa seek to embody the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. Han Wei observed that before promoting the practice to others, they set an example by conducting themselves well. The center director told practitioners, quote, One is moved by the energy transmitted through your music. Together, with a righteous power, the surroundings are filled with peace and joy. I thank you for bringing such great ambience to this place. End quote. Mr. Hu, who owns a Japanese restaurant nearby, heard the music from the waste drums and came out of his shop. He said learning about Dafa was the highlight of his day and the music made him feel relaxed. The owner of a clothing shop, Miss Chung, also came out to watch the parade. She said the Chinese Communist Party commits evil deeds for money. She criticized the regime for not caring about people's lives. Zhang said she supports Falun Dafa and is paying attention to the news of the persecution. An elderly woman standing next to her said that the CCP is terrible and commits all kinds of evil. She expressed her anger at the violence used by the regime to suppress students who recently participated in the anti-lockdown protests in China. Of the practitioners, she noted that the whole group exudes an upright energy. The woman expressed gratitude for Falun Gong, which she said has the power to stabilize people's hearts in Taiwan and make people feel there is hope for the future. Mr. Zhang, who traveled from out of town to see the parade, said he follows news about the persecution in China. He felt the practice was unjustly suppressed and many people in China were misled by the lies spread by the Communist Party to vilify the spiritual practice. Zhang Zemin, the former CCP leader who gave orders for the brutal persecution of Falun Dafa in 1999, recently died. The gentleman said with conviction that Zhang will be punished in hell for his evil deeds. Puerto Rico. Practitioners introduced Dafa at Baby Boomers Expo. The Puerto Rico Convention Center was the scene of the Baby Boomers Expo on November 12th and 13th. The event was well attended and hundreds of people were drawn to the Falun Dafa booth. Practitioners introduced the self-cultivation practice and expounded on its grounding principles, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. Interested individuals were invited to try the Falun Dafa exercises and some enthusiastically shared their impressions. One young man said he felt energy and asked if they could do the exercise again. After the second time, he smiled and said, Wow, I don't know how to describe it. I can feel the energy. It's a feeling I've never had. I'm energized. He couldn't believe that such a great practice was free to everyone. He shook hands with practitioners and thanked them for being there. Later on, he brought a young woman to learn the exercises. She responded happily and with gratitude to her exercise experience. As they left, they took information about the group exercise site. One woman learned to do the exercises and was so impressed she brought her daughter and grandson over to the booth so that they could learn them too. They each said that they enjoyed the experience. 
A physical education instructor told a practitioner that sometimes he comes home from work and his whole body is sore. For relief, he said he tried Tai Chi, but noted that Falun Dafa is different from that. He said he felt great after doing the Dafa exercises. The teacher said that he will definitely reach out to the practitioners in the future. One gentleman shared that he suffered pain from a car accident. He liked doing the exercises very much. The man reported feeling calm and experienced energy flowing in his injured areas. He conveyed an enthusiastic thank you. An elderly woman, trying an exercise, commented that she felt like she was floating in the air, reporting a feeling of relaxation and calm. She asked where she might learn all the exercises. She added, I don't know how to thank you. New Zealand Symposium on CCP Organ Harvesting Spurs Action A symposium spotlighting the Chinese Communist Party's organ harvesting crimes was held at New Zealand's University of Auckland on December 1st. The seminar was moderated by Dr. Teresa Dunworth, Associate Professor of Law at the University. Renowned Canadian human rights lawyer David Mattis, doctoral student Matthew P. Robertson of Australian National University, and former New Zealand Wellington City Councillor Tony Brunt also participated. The event was aimed at galvanizing the New Zealand government towards the passage of legislation prohibiting New Zealanders from obtaining organ transplants in China, where the profitable business of murder for organs is booming. The world's people are successfully causing their governments to take definitive action against this organ tourism. Speakers made it clear it is time for New Zealanders to join them. Renowned Canadian human rights lawyer David Mattis reported that in 2006, a Chinese woman revealed that her ex-husband, a brain surgeon in a Shenyang hospital, confessed to forcibly harvesting organs and other body parts from incarcerated living Falun Gong practitioners, among them children. Shocked and outraged, Mattis, along with David Kilgore, former Canadian Secretary of State for the Asia-Pacific, initiated a decade-long investigation. Overwhelming evidence confirmed that live organ harvesting was, in fact, real, and that the number of victims was huge. Mattis pointed out that stopping such a huge human rights crime is the most urgent issue in the world today. Former city councillor Tony Brunt also addressed the symposium. He reported that he was appalled after reading the 680-page report by Mattis, Kilgore, and independent investigative journalist Ethan Gutman. The report revealed that the CCP was behind the harvesting of between 60,000 and 100,000 organs from living people every year. In November 2019, Brent learned that the Waiatamata District Health Board in New Zealand had signed a medical cooperation agreement with the Health Commission of Shandong Province in China. He immediately sent a letter to the Health Board citing the live organ harvesting investigation report which listed names of Chinese hospitals suspected of carrying out a large number of organ transplants from unknown sources, most likely from incarcerated Falun Gong practitioners. 
the preliminary agreement between the Waitamata Health Board and the Shandong Health Commission included cooperation between governments, hospitals, medical research institutes, and universities. In his letter, Brunt warned the health board that it should not put itself into this moral quagmire by following through with the arrangement. A few months later, Brunt received a formal response from the health board, stating that the board of directors had decided to immediately terminate cooperation with the Shandong Provincial Health Commission. Brunt also sent letters to the New Zealand Southern Cross Insurance Company and the anatomy departments of several New Zealand universities, asking them to confirm that they did not pay for New Zealand patients to go to China for organ transplants, and that no corpses from which organs were harvested were being used for teaching in universities. He said, quote, I want to make sure that the hands of New Zealanders are not stained with blood. End quote. PhD candidate Matthew P. Robertson's research showed that in China, doctors have become executioners. He stated that what is even more ominous is that the CCP has created a highly sophisticated state machine to conduct the immoral practice. Event attendee Carlene Luis used social media to broadcast the entire symposium live on the internet. She communicated that people need to be told how hateful and evil organ harvesting is. In her words, this seminar gives me the courage to work harder and louder to wake people up, to really educate people. Romania, introducing Falun Dafa at the Body, Mind, Spirit Health Expo. Falun Dafa practitioners participated in the Body, Mind, Spirit Health Expo held in the Romanian city of Batosini from November 25th through the 27th. The event took place at the Uvatur shopping center with more than 80 booths presenting. Practitioners demonstrated the exercises and distributed information about Falun Dafa, which included how the Chinese Communist Party persecutes the practice. Available literature included a magazine reporting on the state-sanctioned crime of organ harvesting from prisoners of conscience in China, largely Falun Dafa practitioners. A fellow vendor selling products in the next booth stopped by. He was moved to tears while hearing the details of how practitioners are persecuted in China. He took several copies of informative materials to show to his friends, as well as photos of the fallen Dafa display boards. Iona and her friend Daria were touched after reading the information about the CCP's persecution. They said they didn't know that the CCP was so evil. Iona mentioned never having seen reports about the party's brutality. She thought that the media should have the courage to report the CCP's crimes because everyone should know what is happening. She thanked practitioners and took information about the CCP's murder-for-organ business. A young girl named Yulia attentively read the display boards. She spoke with a practitioner and asked where the nearest exercise practice site is located. One visitor to the DAFA booth 
said she hopes to one day repay the benevolence and unselfish actions of the practitioners who do truth clarification events without asking for anything in return. She shared that she wants to help Chinese people who are in difficulty. The practitioner thanked her for her kindness and told her that she could help by telling others what she learned during the event. Windsor, Canada. Government leaders and residents praise Tianguo Marching Band. The Tianguo Marching Band participated in the 54th annual Windsor Santa Claus Parade on December 3rd. The parade featured floats, marching bands, and community groups. The Falandafa Band was the fourth team in the parade lineup. The event was broadcast live by Windsorite.ca News. The hosts introduced the band over a loudspeaker, saying they were Falun Dafa practitioners and most were Chinese. He explained that Falun Dafa is practiced around the world and uplifts morality. He added, the band's performance is splendid. Andrew Down, a member of Prudential Parliament for Ontario, said that he had not heard of Falun Dafa before. When he learned that practitioners follow truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, he said that in his daily life, he also holds himself to this standard because he wants to benefit people. He said he knew the Chinese Communist Party did some violent and evil deeds, and he condemned the CCP's persecution of Falun Gong practitioners. He was happy that practitioners could come to Canada. Eric Kusamirichik, a MP for Ontario, said it was amazing that so many people from the Tianguo Marching Band traveled to Windsor from as far away as Toronto, five hours away. He thanked them for bringing joy and energy to the community. Parade spectator Eugene from Malaysia is Chinese. He watched the parade with his friend from China. When he saw the banner with the words Falun Dafa carried in front of the marching band, he exclaimed, Falun Dafa! As the band passed by, a Chinese woman named Shi also saw the Falun Dafa banner. She and her daughter waved their hands and warmly greeted practitioners who happily waved back. A Chinese man named Zhang held his daughter and watched the parade with his wife. When he was asked if he could see the words written on the banner, he replied yes, and that he had seen Shenyun Performing Arts in New York and was moved. Parade-goers Brandon and his wife Melissa praised the Tianguo Marching Band. When Brandon heard that the Falun Dafa exercises included a one-hour meditation, he said, It will make my heart feel relaxed. His wife said, Everything about Falun Dafa, including truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, and meditation, are so beautiful to me. Every night we meditate to relax our minds. Brandon said they plan to learn Falun Dafa online. Michigan State Senator invites practitioners to participate in the 40th Annual Christmas Festival of Lights. Falun Dafa practitioners took part in the Christmas in Ida Parade of Lights on December 3rd in Ida, Michigan. Their entry featured a flower boat float, banner team, and energetic waist drummers. The banners were written in both English and Chinese with messages that included Falun Dafa is good and the world needs truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. This event 
is eagerly awaited by local residents. People from the surrounding states of Ohio, Indiana, and Wisconsin travel to Michigan to enjoy the festivities. The parade units are lit with thousands of lights, including fire trucks and floats from Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Missouri, Wisconsin, and Canada. This year, the festival attracted over 50,000 spectators and was telecast on cable television and the internet by Monroe Public Access Cable Television. On May 12th of this year, representatives from the Michigan Falandafa Association went to the state capitol to receive Michigan Senate Resolution 126 from Senator Dale W. Zorn. The resolution recognizes May 13th as Falandafa Day. When practitioners told Senator Zorn that they participate in local activities to tell people about Falandafa, he mentioned the annual Parade of Lights and invited them to join in. They happily agreed. Despite the freezing winter weather, this year, people were enthusiastic about the parade, and both sides of the street were lined with spectators. Ms. Riley, owner of Dundee Antiques and Art Store, said she agrees with the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, and was very happy to see Falandafa represented in the parade this year. Dan McClung, a software company executive, was also glad to see practitioners in the parade. He offered, they are truly admirable and outstanding. He happily greeted the live audience when he saw the event was being broadcast on NTD-TV. McClung said he's heard about Falandafa and how the Chinese Communist Party persecutes the practice. The businessman commented that the CCP has negatively impacted the world's economy. Mary, the practitioner who designed the flower boat, said that putting the float together was challenging, but practitioners worked as a team, and everyone liked the results. Her daughter, 17-year-old Sonora, stood on the float and greeted spectators on both sides of the street. The young woman shared, I'm happy to be able to have this opportunity and to do something meaningful. We need to let more people know about Falandafa. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.